0: Hello, friends, and welcome to my podcast, A Gem to Remember. I am your host, Julia Christine, and I'm thrilled to be here and have you with me on this journey. A Gem to Remember was inspired by listening to many up-close true stories told by my family and friends. Each week, you'll hear one-of-a-kind interviews recalling good and difficult memories. Join us as we mine for gems from the past that reflect gleams of God's goodness onto life now. Now. Come find hope and encouragement from brothers and sisters who testify to God's plan and help remind us that everything happens for a reason. I invite you to sit back, open your heart, and rest knowing that there is something here for you that God wants you to find and remember.
1: everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So happy as always to have you here. Um, Just a quick little heads up. I am getting over a head cold today and so is my guest that I'm about to introduce. So just bear with us. Um, If our voices sound a little bit off, that is why. So I apologize. But today's guest on the podcast is my mom, Lori Fritz. (laughs) I have been looking forward to this episode for quite some time now. To many, she's a faith formation director or a teacher But to me, she is the woman who plants little seeds of faith in my life. And as a little girl, she did this and then led by example through each moment of her life. She's just been someone who always places her trust in the Lord. It's so amazing to watch her and to see how she has just impacted me greatly through just living her life, really. I can't even explain in words how much it means to have someone with me in life who I can talk to um, just about the deepest places in my heart and not worry uh, about what she's going to think of me. She encourages me. She prays for me and she loves me despite the messiness that she sees in me all the time. <laughs> Mom, thank you so much for 20 years of just nurturing me and grace that only a mother can know. I I am more than excited to have you on the podcast.
2: Oh, Julia, that just warmed my heart. I just have these little tears coming out oh. <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful introduction. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I it's just great you. to be here. Yeah, I
1: just love you so much. <laughs> well, I'm going to start us off here by asking um, kind of my, my fun question that everyone looks forward to. What is a life hack that you've discovered recently or in the past that has been a game changer ever since?
2: Oh, my life hack. Well, um, my life hack has to do with time management. Ooh. Okay. And um, I I have always struggled with time management. And I think kids do too, because when you, kids, sure. when you kids were little, it was like, how long till we go to grandma's? How long? <laughs> and you really didn't know if I said, oh, half an hour. And they, you didn't have a concept of time, so right. I would usually tell you kids, um, just go watch one little people. We had these videotapes. Oh, remember nice. the little VHS tapes? Oh yeah, yeah. So I'd say go watch one Dora or one. You know, then it'll be time to go to grandma's. So, I remember that. So the videotapes were were great for then. Well, for now, I, um, you know, like for getting ready to to go someplace to go to work or whatever sure. in the morning. I like listening to podcasts, so that's my little time management tidbit, and I have a rosary podcast that I listen to in the morning That's I know it's 20 minutes long every day, and I know by the fifth mystery I better be putting my mascara (laughs) on because I've got to be ready by then, so so that's kind of my little... um, time management thing and of course on Mondays on my laundry day it's a perfect there's a perfect podcast for me to listen to to make that mundane job become a little more exciting and that's a gem to remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually listen to your podcasts on Mondays while I'm folding laundry, and it helps me get through that job better, too.
1: Yeah, and I know that there's one that you've been listening to for quite some time. That's the Bible in a Year, right? Yes. Um, Father Mike Schmidt um, does the Bible in the Year, and I'm a little bit
2: behind. I don't keep up with it every day like I should be. Right now, I'm in the... Um, the exile period. They have mm. different periods. The Babylonian exile is. They have different periods of the Bible that they kind of go through. And when they do that, they have a special guest come on to introduce that period. And um, Jeff Cavins is the um, just an expert theologian mm. that comes on and talks about these things and I love his quote here where he said God picks up the people to a physical place that is representative of the spiritual place that they're in so that he can heal their un um, their unfaithfulness. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's talking about this exile period right now and that exile means the separation from God and um, I'd have to say that I've experienced some very memorable moments of exile in my life as well but Exile kind of how he talks about it, he says it's it's kind of a cycle we because we tend to sin, then we repent, then we're forgiven, we're restored and returned to the Lord. But then we're drawn away again, and we sin, and we repent, and then we're forgiven, restored. You know, so it's a kind of a cycle, a circle that we go in.
1: So. Yes, absolutely. And I would say that that is probably just so relatable for our listeners and for myself. Um, we can feel ourselves in that cycle too. There are just so many things that uh, the world can draw us away, um, even after we're restored. And so that is such a such a realistic yes. thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, the goal
2: is that restoration. And so when we're in this place of exile, God really does, he continuously offers us this gift of grace and mercy. And he shows us that where we're at, that we're in exile and in hopes that we'll um, tend to that hunger in our hearts to to return to the Lord
1: right and that's I think what you really wanted to talk about today right is attending to that hunger in your heart exactly so would you share with us mom kind of this moment you're talking about exile what was that moment for you in your life well um, first of
2: all a little background as a child I always um, you know we prayed together as a family I was active in my church but when I left home and went off to college my just my church life just came to a screeching halt, basically. Oh, my gosh. And
1: how many people does that happen to, right? I I mean, all the time. Yeah, Yeah. I
2: think it happens to a lot of college kids. So um, when I was in my third year of college, I was living in this little studio apartment by myself. I was working two jobs. I was trying to prove myself, basically, to my Mm -hmm. parents that I could do this on my own, I could live on my own. But at this age, I thought the main thing that... I thought I needed was a boyfriend to complete me. I I needed a relationship, so I did. I jumped into this relationship with the first guy that gave me any attention, and um, yeah, I feel that that was a huge mistake. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, and I think even it's just that idea of thinking that we can be in control of something over our life. So, okay, I'm going to control the fact that I can be with somebody, even if it's not maybe the healthiest person for me, or I can feel a little bit of uneasiness, but we just want to be in control of that. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we do. So,
2: um, so during my junior year of college, then, you know, I was just kind of moving along. Everything seemed to be be working fine for the first six months or so of school. Um, and then my car broke down, mm. okay? <laughs> and I was dependent on, because I lived in an apartment. I didn't live on campus. And um, so I was already living paycheck to paycheck, so I really couldn't afford a new car. And um, so I had to depend on my boyfriend, and I'm mm-hmm. putting that in air quotes, <laughs> yes. to drive me places. And the thing is, he only helped me when it was convenient for him. And not only that, I was babysitting his daughter while, we were, uh, while he was out doing... Who knows what? And so I let myself believe that I was really happy in this relationship and that he loved me because I was helping him out. But, of course, I was living a lie through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not only that, I, I really didn't like my job, the job I was working with preschoolers. So I questioned my decision whether I really wanted to become a teacher or not. And I lost my other job because I couldn't get there. And I was starting to get bad grades in my classes. And I just just was in a very low spot in my life. I was a failure in my relationships and school and my work and my finances. And I just, my life felt like it was falling apart. So as you can see, I was,
1: I was just totally broken. I just like my car, I was broken as well. (laughs) Mom, it's, it's so hard to think of you this way, actually, just because, you know, as my mom, your life seems to put together, but you're only human, right? And there's no exception to the kind of people who are broken. Um, it's just we all are, right? So even those who seem to have it all together are, are broken in um, and, and so many ways. And so kind of what came next for you after this? Your well, car's broken.
2: You're broken. All right. Well, at this point, I you know, as a child, I had learned about the power of prayer. So, mm. um, you know, that's where I decided to go. And so I knelt on my ugly stained brown carpet in my little apartment and mm-hmm. I began to talk to God. And I remember my prayer being very, very fervent. I just cried out in regret and sorrow for what my life had become. And I just literally fell on my face before the Lord, just mm-hmm. tears just pouring out of me. And I finally asked God to forgive me and to help me get back on my feet and uh, then just something beautiful happened now this was god picking me up out of my exile i believe now looking Mm -hmm. back at it i literally felt like i was being helped up to my feet like a father would pick up a fallen child and then i was led outside onto my balcony and then i received this beautiful gift from god and it's it's really beyond words and this it's really hard to explain i know i'm not going to do it justice Mm -hmm. but Um, i'm going to explain this as best as i can looking back i I believe that i was given these spiritual gifts of knowledge of understanding Um, i saw the world in a whole new light it was as if everything was connected to everything else it was so so beautiful it was just intensely amazing i can't explain it The only way that I can describe this is that it was kind of a different dimension. I saw, it seemed like I saw the source of everything and I understood everything, where it came from, where it was going, what it was like inside and out. And um, I know this is a really simple example, but even the bricks Mm -hmm. on the outside of the building became something I could understand like where they came from, the material used to make them, the amount of heat used to set them, the number of people it took to gather all the materials to make them, their composition and the care used in transporting them and planning, and mm. all the people involved in making these bricks and putting them and building with them and placing <laughs> that, you know, the mortar wow. the sol- I mean, it, I just felt <laughs> like I knew everything about uh. that brick. It was it was so weird. It was way beyond, like, three-dimensional. And um, so, object. and it was weird because in an instant, I knew I knew everything about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't just the bricks; it was the iron railing on the balcony, you know, all the people it took to make that, the steps, the the grass, the the trees, the playground equipment, the butterfly, the butterflies. Oh my gosh! They just everything just seemed to take on a new dimension. Like I said, my heart just kind of said. God is all. Oh, God is. And it's just deep, deep, deep joy and peace and love just came over me. And the presence of God came over me, and I realized that he was in me too, and that I was perfect because he made me. And it was just oh, I was it was just so amazing and I um like like I said it's beyond description, Julia. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> You can just see your heart coming alive through this again. You're reliving this moment. Mm -hmm. I can see the father reigniting you here and bringing you back to this very unique and intentional moment that he granted you. And I can Mm -hmm. see you entering back into this again with that same, just overwhelming joy and zeal. And wow, like I just got to relive that (laughs) through you. How cool. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just and it's an experience
2: I will never, never, ever You'll never forget. Forget that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, someone once told me that God's not just really, really, really powerful. Yeah. He is all powerful. And I think that's mm. what I felt at that moment. Just that almighty, all loving, all wonderful God that yes. I mean, we could just go on and on. Amen. Because God is all. Amen. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, so as I said, through all of this, um, it, it was just really instantaneous, and but as quickly as I got this all knowledge and all understanding, it it went away. But I I had this peace about it. I just came to this understanding that you know at this time it was just too much for a mere human to function with this kind of depth of knowledge and understanding right here on this earth, and and instead it became sort of a distant promise and maybe kind of a a hint to me that I need to look deeper into into everything else and not be so self-centered maybe and to look beyond that
1: and what an absolutely stunning gift that you were given in that way that mm-hmm. he so clearly um just handed that over to you right yeah and and we, truly I believe that God gives us gifts that we
2: personally need at, mm. at certain times in our life and according to his will for us as well And yeah. And a lot of times those gifts are given to us when we're really the most unworthy to receive those gifts. So true. And
1: not expecting it, right? When we least expect it, he's going to show up and do something marvelous.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So really, you know, shortly after this whole experience happened, God directed me really to humble myself Mm. um, and ask my parents for help. So I did get a new car, well, it was a used car, <laughs> and I, I got back on my feet, um, I got out of that manipulative relationship mm-hmm. that I was in, and I began a new relationship with God, and um, people would comment that something had really changed about me, I seemed mm-hmm. happier, and it, it was true, I just had this special joy that only God can give, I yeah, saw God so cool. everywhere, and, um, of course it wasn't in the same multi-dimensional way that I sure. had seen him on that day, but I saw everything around me just was in a new light and, uh, yeah, I, I just had this new appreciation for everything and my heart was on fire. You so just I reignited say. it. Yes, I mean, yes, seriously, yeah, exactly. you could see that. And, and yeah, I just started a new path in my life then. And I actually, I went to a Christian bookstore. I bought a Bible good yeah and and i began to attend church and i made new friends i began to acknowledge god and i think that's what he was asking for really i i just began to see him everywhere Mm. and this experience lingered with me for several several years and and so i'm i hate to say this but um you know surprisingly after a few years complacency sort of sent it set in Mm. just like we talked about earlier how you know then pretty soon stuff we start falling away again yeah the cycles yeah it's continuous cycle of cycle cycle continues yeah and so you know life was going well and then i just started to forget that it was god that Mm. was making it go well i i didn't thank him anymore like i should have i didn't acknowledge him as much Anymore, like I used to, and you know, I thought I was content. Every my life was going very well, but really something was missing. So I just started going through the motions of church and and my teaching career, and but again, my heart really wasn't in it. I I quit attending to the hunger of my heart, really, mm-hmm. and um, or I just didn't recognize it anymore. Yeah. I'm not
1: sure really what happened. Well, I mean, you could say too. You kind of fell back into exile here right
2: exactly yes that i really did and that's like jeff cabin said in in the podcast yeah if you and if you find that yourself in that exile in your life and you start to enjoy it or be Mm. content with it yeah like i was i just became content with it and um we became we become like deceived by the things of this world and that we really think are making us happy so true and and we do we fall back into sin and sometimes that sin can be i mean it can lead us to partying and drugs obsession with video games but But in my case of course i kind of fell back into that desire for a husband
1: a, a long-term relationship. The devil just can disguise so many sin and so many ways to draw you in because he knows what, he knows what's going to catch you. But thank goodness the Lord knows us more (laughs) (laughs) because he can do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And really that desire for love that, and we all have that, but it was really particularly strong at that point in my life. And, but I think that he wanted me to return to him and Mm. that's the desire. That's the love. That in it was in my heart, and but I didn't realize it at the time that, really, our desire for love is actually a gift from God, mm. um, but it can it can only truly be fulfilled by God, and because God is love, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, so instead of in te- attending to this calling in life to love God, I started to search for human love, and this went on for probably the next ten years or so. Wow. I mean, it was. Uh, and I didn't realize it and then finally I did come to my senses and I turned back to God so that cycle kind of uh, went back to I realized I've got to turn back to God and then and only then did he allow me to really find true romantic love and companionship that came along when i met your
1: dad (laughs) (laughs) i love hearing the story of how you two met each other i love telling people about it oh this is how my mom and dad met i just think it's so cute and i'm i'm thankful and so grateful that god waited to give you a human relationship because if he wouldn't have we wouldn't be living the life we are now and it wouldn't be you and dad um and i love you too like how i yeah so thank you jesus (laughs)
2: And I think we're doing really well right now, and I'm actually, I'm so proud of you because you are at this point in your life right now where I wasn't even close to this Mm -hmm. point as far as your relationship with God. And so, because I'm talking about the story I'm telling is when I was about your age and and older even. And so it took me a lot longer to find that really close relationship to God that I see in you right now, and I'm so proud of you. Ah. I love you so much. But But, um, yeah, I... I feel like I'm attending to the hunger in my heart now as well, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just walking in God's plan of goodness for mm-hmm. my life. But, um, you know, it's something that you have to attend to every single day, oh sometimes every moment in your life. As a human being, we were all born under this power of sin, and it's sometimes it does, it kind of takes over, but um, I feel like that um, power of sin has caused us to drift away from God. It has me anyway, Um, even after this amazing mystical experience that I had, I drifted and, and yet it's always there in the back of my mind. So I am God's, he is mine. We belong to each other. We're, um, you know, I am in God. He's in me.
1: Amen. Yeah. And I mean, that is hard. I mean, you're saying you have this mystical, beautiful experience and, and, you know, some people could even say, I, I've been close to God before, but yeah, this cycle works its way back into my life. And it's so frustrating. And, and, and maybe they're hearing you say this, oh, I need to attend to the hunger of my heart each day, each moment. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they're wondering though, how can I do that? How can I attend to the hunger in my heart? Because I think it is different for everybody. I think that that could be answered mm-hmm. in so many different ways. So, I mean, what would you say? Well, you know, Jesus himself told us the greatest commandment is to
2: love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all your strength and your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And and God is asking for our all, mm. all of our heart, all of our soul, all our strength. All He wants us to talk to him. He wants us to. He he wants to talk to us. Yeah. He loves us so much. He wants to be he wants to be in a relationship with us, basically. Mm. So I think that's the key is to um to talk to God to
1: yeah. and to allow Him to talk to you. Yes, I just love the full circle moment because you talked about earlier in your story, like God is all. I mean, mm, yeah, all um all powerful, all loving, all knowing. He's asking for our all, exactly, and that's handing yourself over in, in in as many ways as you possibly can, right? Yeah. He invites us into a relationship, and so you guys, there's so many ways you can do this. It looks so many ways, um, and the Lord is is not picky with how you're choosing to love Him. Um, he loves the way you want to love Him, yeah. right? He that's does. Nice. That's a neat statement. He right? does, and so you know, mention way Him way. in your daily conversations. Visit him at mass and, and go participate in the sacraments. Enter mm-hmm. into community, you guys. And a big thing for me right now is serve him by serving others. Give your time. Give your talents. Um, just just mm-hmm. offer up yourself because then you will receive him. And be obedient to his word. I mean, enter Excellent. into his word. Be obedient, um, and just show him, hey, I see what you want from me. You want all of me. I want to do that for you, right? Absolutely, Julia. I'm getting Woo! fired up. <laughs> I know. I'm getting
2: fired up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, God wants us to want Him, basically, Amen. you know. And He gave us these desires to know Him and to love Him, but He also gave us that free will to choose to choose to know Him and to love Him. And so that that's what it means to attend to that hunger in your heart. I mean, he doesn't force us to love him. He he gives us that freedom too. Um, he doesn't force us to be holy. He gives us the freedom to to be holy and yes. to do all those things that you said there, Julia. Yes. Um, so, you know, and that wouldn't be true love and holiness if we did it just to get something in return. Oh. We're doing it to uh, because
1: because we love him because yes. he and. He wants us to want Him. Yes, that could not be more true. And actually, as you're saying all these things and you're speaking this, it calls to mind the first paragraph of the catechism of the church. And so I actually just want to read for our listeners because I think it aligns so beautifully. God, infinitely perfect and blessed in Himself, in a plan of sheer goodness, freely created man to make Him share in His own blessed life. For this reason, at every time and in every place... God draws close to man. He calls man to seek him, to know him, to love him with all his strength. He calls together all men scattered and divided by sin into the unity of his family, the church. (gasps) all
2: there's a word all again all men all love all Mm. to love him with all your heart and yes yeah yeah
1: just so beautifully aligned wow yes (laughs) that
2: really fits in with yeah
1: well mom our time is coming to a close here but we have to end with how does god's goodness come through leaving you and our listeners with a gem to remember
2: so um attending to your heart really means making a choice we can't earn his love by the things that we do here on earth. He's already given it to us. And um, when we accept that gift of love, it inspires us to do the right thing. He inspires what has been called virtuous impulses. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. But, I haven't. Okay, well, the virtues of being honest, of um, respectfulness, Um, to be courageous, forgiving, kind. It's impulsive. We call it uh, virtuous impulsive because it's impulsive because God is in us Mm -hmm. and working through us. And so we impulsively want to show
1: honesty and respectfulness, kindness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so cool. I've never heard of them called virtuous impulses, but I think that that is spot on because Mm -hmm. when you are in relationship with the Lord and you know him and you love him, you become one with him. Right. And so we know God is all things good and all things wonderful. So if we really are one with him and we become close to him in relationship of course we're gonna to want to impulsively be kind and generous and, and respectful and honest because that's exactly who and what God would do. And
2: it's who we are now. You Amen. know, yeah, by exactly. knowing God, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not like something that we grudgingly offer to God um, because just because it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. but he gives us the strength and the courage to be his hands and feet in this world and to endure these trials to resist temptations as long as we remember him and trust him and make an effort to know him and to love him and to recognize his goodness and his hand at work in our lives so i think that's what attending to your heart really means it means recognizing
1: him uh, his love and his hand at work in our lives all the time mom thank you so much for just offering up this this story that I learned so much from. I'll be going back to this episode. This was hands down one of my favorite episodes to record. Um, just an absolute pleasure to sit here and record this with you.
2: Well, Julia, I'm so grateful that you responded to God's call to to do this podcast. To um, And like I said earlier, where you are in your relationship with Christ right now is so, so beautiful. And I see the goodness of God just coming through you and in many many ways so Mm -hmm. this was an honor and i just i just love you so much thanks mom
0: from the bottom of my heart i want you to know that it truly means a lot to have you along with me on this journey of a gem to remember this would not be possible without the love and support of my family and friends or you the listeners Follow my Instagram page at A Gem to Remember for more information and updates on the podcast and its featured guests. Come back next week and tune in again for another gem. Until then, God bless.